Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. I hope you are well. It's half term for us this week, and of course that means it's cold, wet, drizzly, and just not very pleasant weather-wise. I am taking a bit of time off uh, with the intention of trying to persuade my teenage son to spend some time with me. Uh, But as we all know, teenagers don't always want to spend that much time with their mums, but we're getting in little pockets of time. Uh, And I'm getting some time to just chill out and relax and catch up on some of those home things I wanted to do, which always is brilliant. On this week's episode of the podcast, um, well, let me go back a bit. Last week, I shared how brilliantly I managed to escalate a situation. It really was a gold medal version of an escalation and what I did afterwards. And I've had some lovely comments and feedback about it. So thank you. Um, it's always nice to know that what you're saying is resonating with people. So that's brilliant. Thank you. This week, I thought I'd talk about another one of, well, arguably my failures. I'm not sure that's the right word. Failures, maybe not. But one of the things that's come up uh, this week, which has been, well, over the last week or so, which has been quite interesting, and that's around tone of voice and how when you say a word, it can have more than one meaning. And it's not always clear what meaning it is you're giving to that word when you say it in that moment. For me, this is the word okay. And I actually asked a male friend of mine what okay meant to him when a woman said it to him. And he said, well, there's three meanings to okay when women say it. The firstly is, yes, it is okay. The secondly, it's mm, it's okay, but I'm not really happy with it. And the thirdly, it's okay means I'm really, 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 really not happy with it and you really shouldn't do it, but I'm just going to say okay. And it made me laugh. And I hope I haven't offended anybody by saying that or, you know, kind of the male-female idea of things. It just made me laugh. And really what it did for me is show how sometimes we say a word and it can have different meanings depending on our tone. And sometimes those meanings aren't obvious. We have to try and guess it. And I thought, how often do we do that with our children? And when I spoke to my son and said, when I say okay, do you know what I mean? And he looked at me and went, no, I haven't got a clue. He said, I assume you don't really mean okay, that you're actually quite annoyed with it. He said, but that's just what I'm picking up from your tone of voice more than anything else. And I just thought, oh, intriguing, because I think I probably say okay quite a bit. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who says okay when I don't really mean okay. (laughs) It's just okay, fine, whatever. And it really got me thinking about the words we use, the tone in which we use them, and therefore are we changing the meaning of those words, but not actually being clear. And I know I've had this conversation with parents in the past in sessions where they've said, I just want, I don't know, maybe my children to play nicely. And I said, what does nicely mean? And there's kind of been this pause of, oh, yeah, actually, they probably don't know what I mean. And I think how often do we use language or body language or tone of voice? And it really isn't clear for our children what it is we actually mean or want them to do. And I've been really conscious of this over the last few weeks and sort of said to my son, you know, okay, I'm going to try not to use the word okay, but I'm aware I use it a lot. Or I need to try and explain when I'm saying okay, actually I'm saying okay, but I don't mean it's okay. Or it genuinely is, I'm absolutely fine with that. And we've had some really interesting 
conversations around it and conversations around interpreting people's tone of voice, the words they're using, when their body language and tone of voice doesn't match. And I'm sure we've all done it. An example I often use is when you're kind of at bedtime and you're getting to the point where you just want them to go to sleep and you're really fed up. And you might say, night, night, of course I love you. But actually your body language, your tone of voice, everything else is like, I am so cross with you right now. Just go to sleep. And it's really true, isn't it? How often are we giving our children mixed messages? How often does our tone of voice or the word we choose not give them a clear understanding of actually what it is we mean or what it is we're saying? Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one that does that. I don't know. Uh, But I don't think I am. And it led us on to a further conversation where I said to my son, actually, there's a couple of things that you say that really bug me. And I said, it's totally random. There's no reason why it should bug me. But I also think it means something else when you say it, which is pretty much, I'm going to say, yeah, mum, but I have no intention of doing it. And that really irritates me because I'm like, just do it. How hard is it? But I get it. He's a teenager. He's a boy. And some of the things I'd like him to do sometimes just aren't high on his priority list. But if we want to teach our children communication, if we want to help them really understand us and move forward and grow and develop, I think we need to be really clear with what we're saying with our tone of voice and really conscious about it. But I'm also aware of how hard that is sometimes. Because we will just say something sometimes and You know, and it's not necessarily a negative thing, but just say, okay, for example. And people, you do that all the time. And if we are reliant on tone of voice to distinguish the meaning of a word or work out what it means, that's really hard for all of us, I think. Absolutely, we need to be clear on the word we're using. You know, if we say, I want you to do this nicely, we need to, what does nicely mean? Or you need to do this calmly. What does calmly mean? Because actually, if I'm really happy and I'm really excited, I don't look very calm at all. But that could be taken maybe as somebody who doesn't just sees the, the body language and the, the, the heightened speech and the speed and everything as being frightened or something. You know, the, the, the whole body language can really be interesting, can't it, when we're thinking about it. If you have a child who can't read facial expressions, which lots can't, and I was talking to somebody recently about some research around teenage boys really struggling to read facial expressions, which I thought was really interesting. If they can't read your facial expression and you're reliant on tone of voice, then our tone of voice becomes really, really important. We have to get it right. At least try to, because we're never going to get it right all of the time. And as we all know, I am the perfect example of not getting it right all of the time. So that was what I wanted to talk about this week, really. This sense that we have to think about tone and be aware of how it's picked up, but also that parenting is a constant journey as is, you know, growing up and becoming an adult, all of those things, living through life. It's a constant learning journey, but we need to be open to that learning. We need to be willing to reflect and learn and hear what people are saying around us and take that on board. And we don't always want to do that. Sometimes the feedback we get is really hard to hear. 
and we think, oh, no, you know, that's not right. And sometimes maybe the feedback is wrong, but sometimes maybe the feedback's helpful feedback and we don't want to hear it. If we are not open to learning, to hearing new things, to hearing what our children are communicating to us, to hearing what friends might say, to hearing what, I don't know, anybody might say or suggest to us, or we might learn about uh, child development or, I don't know, any, anything, then we're closed off and we're not going to move forward. And actually, we're not helping our children either. If we want them to be able to grow and develop and learn and achieve their full potential, we have to be willing to grow, develop and learn as well. Because I don't know about you, but as a parent, I want to do everything I can to help my son achieve his potential. I don't want to hold him back because maybe I've not learned everything I could to help him and support him on my journey. And that's not about sitting down now and reading 28 million books for the next week and a half and going, right, I've learned everything I need to know now because that's not realistic. But it is about constantly being open to thinking about things, to questioning the way you're doing things, to just thinking, I wonder if I'm doing that right or whether I could be doing it differently or whether that really means that. And that's not about questioning your ability as a parent or your ability to do anything right. Of course it's not. But it is about being open to new scientific developments and learnings around neuroscience, for example, or how our children are affected in different ways by different things. If we can do that, then we help ourselves and we help our children. And actually, we help everybody else around us as well. So my learning is to be really careful of my tone and to try avoiding the word, saying the word OK without any kind of explanation as to what sort of OK it is. And we will see where we go from there. Hopefully it'll make a bit more sense. That is all for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. If you would like to come and learn this approach from somebody who doesn't get it right, somebody who's not expecting you to get it right, somebody who gets it wrong quite a lot and definitely won't judge you if you're not 100% perfect, why not come and join us in the Connective Family Formula that starts uh, in a week or so's time? Or you can come and join us in the Connective Parenting Hub if you want to, and you get the formula course for free. Yay, bargain! Along with everything else you get in the hub. So it's a really good deal. Um, but I hope you're finding these podcasts useful, me kind of reflecting on the things I'm not doing so well, and hopefully occasionally I'll cover those things that I'm not doing too badly either. So that is that for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connected Parenting. If you're on half term this week, have a lovely week. If it's next week, I hope next week goes well. And I will be back with you next week. Speak to you soon. Bye.